0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Yo, Browns fans, the draft is almost here, and it's the Dogs Podcast. So, who are you guys picking this week? Let's kick it off.
0: Welcome to The Dog's Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of The Dog's Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Head over to omahasteaks.com right now. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. Get yourself $20 off. Plus, free shipping. That's huge. Right now, they've got their Burger Perfection flight on sale for $79.99. You can't beat it. Try it out. We are going to be talking today about your bold NFL draft predictions. We've got the NFL draft coming up starting on Thursday night. There's not a ton of Browns news coming out right now this week. Everybody's gearing up for the draft. We are. We've got a big draft night on Friday. Please join us on YouTube Live Friday night, the 28th. At 7 o'clock, like I said, YouTube Live, we're going to be recapping round one. We're going to be walking you through rounds two and three, talking about what the Browns should or shouldn't be doing. you know, If the Browns make a move like we're kind of anticipating, we'll be there to cover that. And if they stay pat right there at 74, well, we'll cover that too. We will be with you, but make sure you are with us. Jump in the chat and uh, we'll be having a lot of fun with everybody involved Friday night. So, leading into... The NFL Draft this weekend, we want to get your bold predictions, trade predictions, draft predictions, things that you really do think could happen during the NFL Draft this weekend. I've got some of my own. I got one of the other dogs to give me one of his. Everything that I've been sent, all the voicemails, everything is really interesting. So I'll play those today because you don't want to just hear me talk all day. And I'll break them down, give you my thoughts and opinions on them. And we're just going to have a little fun today. Now, Real quick, before we dive into your voicemails, we're going to do some promotions and contest reminders. So if you don't want to listen to this part of the show, just skip ahead. Just skip ahead. That's, that's the beauty of technology. But if you do want a chance to win some cool Browns merch, here we go. So Friday night during the draft. Well, yeah. Okay. During the draft, we'll be, we will be announcing the winners. We have an homage t-shirt package giveaway, but you can enter right now. All you have to do is go to our Twitter page, retweet the pinned tweet at the top of the page. You have to tag a friend in that retweet and follow uh, Homage and the Dog's Podcast, obviously, on Twitter. That gets you an entry into the contest. If you become a YouTube Dog Pack member, remember, guys, join the YouTube Dog Pack. It's just 99 cents. It helps support the show. We really appreciate it. Plus, it gets you that that cool badge, your level one badge on youtube so anytime you leave a comment interact with the show jump in the chat during one of our lives people know this is a dog pack member right here and they know what level you are just based on your badge alone you get access to a cool browns themed emojis that we've created and the more people that join the dog pack the more emoji spots unlock for us. So we get to keep creating new ones more and more and more, the more people that join. So ton of fun. If you join the YouTube dog pack, if you're already in there, you're already entered into the contest. If you join now or during the draft, you will be entered three times. That's worth three entries into the contest. And if you are a member of our Patreon dog pack, you're already entered, and if you if you go join the Patreon Dog Pack at www.jointhedogs.com, that's five entries into the contest. So up to what is that? Nine entries into the contest. One for Twitter, three for YouTube Dog Pack, five for Patreon Dog Pack. Get yourself in the homage giveaway. We're going to give away a, a package at the end. I shouldn't say package. We're going to give away a prize at the end of every hour. So at the end of the seven o'clock hour, going into eight, we'll give away prize number one, which will be an homage T-shirt. The same thing at the end of hour number two. And at the end of hour number three, we'll also give away a t-shirt. And at the end of the night, before we wrap the show, we give away the grand prize, which will be a package of two Amit shirts and one hoodie of your choice. So make sure you guys enter the contest. It's going to be a ton of fun. The other contest that we do have going on uh, is the t-shirt contest for us. That's going on all year, but the first four months months—so January, February, March, April, we will announce those four winners as well during the NFL Draft Live coverage Friday night. So a lot of winners getting announced. If you want to know how to enter that contest, go to thedogspodcast.com slash win, W-I-N. And just real quick, before we dive into the voicemails, this shirt I'm wearing right now, this Believeland shirt, this right here is an homage t-shirt. These things are awesome. Super soft, awesome designs. I'm gonna. I got one that I want to try to get. I have to order it today. I have to order it today and hopefully I can get it uh, delivered to me so I can wear it for the show on Friday night. Really cool. If not, I'll probably be rocking this one. This one's one of my faves. Okay. It's time to dive into your voicemails. Before we get into actual draft predictions, we do have a voicemail here from the Brown Tiger talking about Deshaun Watson and what we can expect as Browns fans going into 2023. Hey, dogs. Hey, I just wanted to talk to you guys. One minute here is that you
1: guys are about to see a Deshaun Watson of the lights that you have not seen before.
0: You guys are about to see a Deshaun Watson that is going to go off and prove everybody of why he was a top five quarterback, if not a top three quarterback in the league his last time playing on a losing team because he made plays himself. And you're about to see with playmakers around him with a quarterback like Deshaun of how awesome he can be and how awesome this Browns team can be. I just want to also mention, if you ain't already, and join the, uh, the Browns team. Join your status on YouTube here or whatever. I'm an elite member here. Let's go Browns. <laughs> All right, Brown Tiger, we really appreciate that. Feedback, yeah, what he was talking about there toward the end was the YouTube dog pack, which I already mentioned in the promos. There are different tiers. It starts at the 99 cents, which is very... I mean, if you can afford 99 cents, we, we appreciate your support. Brown Tiger decided to go all the way up to, I think it's the 9.99 tier. And if you join at that tier, after six months, we'll send you a free Dogs Podcast t-shirt of your choice. So there's that too. I, I thought I was done with promotions, but I guess not. Brown Tiger kind of reminded me of that there. Going to Deshaun Watson. I really do believe that we, we've talked about this on the show recently, the negative Browns fans about Deshaun Watson. I believe there's going to be a strong reality check come September because last season, Deshaun Watson was, of course, suspended 11 games, only played the final six. He By the time he got into the starting lineup against the Texans, the rest of the NFL the rest of the league, all the defensive players he was going up against were in mid-season form or better. They've been playing the whole season. They've been around all training camp. These players had their preseason together. They've had all these Well, I guess at that point for a lot of teams, 11 or 12 games together on the field. Their games, they were all up to game speed. They were all up to football, NFL game speed on the field. Deshaun Watson had not played football. For 700 days. He admitted the game speed was way beyond what he was ready for. And that's to be expected. I cautioned everybody going into his return there's gonna be rust. Let's not have these super high expectations that he's gonna all of a sudden be Deshaun Watson, you know, NFL passing leader right out the chute. Not gonna happen. And it didn't happen. But we did see signs of it during those six games. It was not consistent. It wasn't pretty. He had some really, really ugly moments, a lot of them to be honest with you. That's not going to be 2023. This guy, (laughs) the thing that Deshaun Watson has shown in his career is nothing is too challenging for him. There is no challenge that he can't overcome, beat, and conquer, and just absolutely go above and beyond. He is going to show on the field. Now, I'm telling you, I'm going to reiterate what I said last year. And caution you, don't expect 2020 Deshaun Watson like he was with the Houston Texans. But you can go ahead and expect something pretty darn close. I do think that it's going to take a season, but he's still going to be at a a high level. He'll be a top 10 quarterback. Now, will he be a top five quarterback, a top four, a top three? Well, that's maybe for 2024 and beyond. But 2023, expect that top 10 performance. Expect him to light it up. Expect him to silence the doubters and show everybody why he was worth what not only the Browns, remember this, not only the Browns were willing to give up what we gave up to get him. Half the league touched base with the Texans and inquired about trading for Deshaun Watson. Now, the Texans asking price was obviously high. And that narrowed it down to the people that really needed him. And there were the Browns, there were the Falcons, the Saints, the Panthers. And as I've said multiple times, and I'll say it again here, when he was uh, thought to be an Atlanta Falcon, and that was where the media was pretty 99% sure that he was signing with the Falcons. The Falcons... According to the media, just got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They were now Super Bowl favorites, yada, yada, yada. But you know what? As soon as he switched gears and decided finally to join the Browns, well, we know where the story went from there. doesn't matter. Browns fans understand it's Cleveland against the world. It's Deshaun Watson against the world. And 2023 will show just why the Browns got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. All right. Thanks a lot, Brown Tiger. We appreciate that. Let's move on here. Um, I think, you know what, we're going to have some fun. We're just going to kind of go in alphabetic order. Here is a voicemail from Alex. What's up, Browns fans? It's Alex from Putting Back. My bold take for the 2023 NFL draft is that it's the Browns' best course of action to trade back and compile picks for future drafts. Yes, we're going to increasingly rely on rookie contracts to deal with Watson's cap hits in the future, but at the moment, I don't see room for eight more rookies on this roster. Plus, this draft doesn't seem as deep as previous years, and I would hate for us to pick a player just for the sake of picking a player. Thanks so much. I love the content. Go Browns. All right, Alex. Appreciate that. One thing I agree with, I I don't think the Browns... Honestly, I don't think Andrew Barry's really ever picked a player just for the sake of picking a player. If there's not a player that he thinks and feels strongly can contribute to this team whenever they're on the clock, they trade that pick. He's shown that. And a lot of times it is trading back. But I do I do agree. We've talked about this. Not room for eight rookies on this roster. There just really isn't. Especially when you're talking about where the Browns are picking. Now, if we had four or five picks in the first two or three rounds, okay, well, maybe you could see a lot of those rookie picks making the roster and having room for those kind of guys. But when you're talking about fifth round picks, sixth round picks, seventh round picks, probably not. And that's why we are expecting the Browns to either trade up or, like Alex said, trade out of these picks, accumulate some assets for next year or 2025, and move forward that way. Definitely agree. Not eight roster spots for rookies on this team right now in 2023. All right. Let's get this voicemail from Andrew. What's up, guys? This is Andrew Jackson. I have a hot take. I say we
1: trade multiple picks possibly even a player to get into the mid-late first round and we take edge rusher Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Kid's fast, he's long, a bit undersized at 240, but I
0: think that's what we do, and that's the hot take for the draft. Oh, boy, Andrew. Okay, so you're predicting a bold take, the Browns package whatever they need to, picks players, whatever they got to do, and they get up. I'm telling you, I I think you're right. They're going to probably have to get into the first round if you are projecting the Browns to come away with Nolan Smith, edge rusher out of Georgia. So let's just kind of pull up a a few things about him. He is, like Andrew said, 6'2", 238. He's a senior, but he's only 22 years old. Uh, PFF has him as a first or second round grade. Uh, They say Smith is unique in so many ways with a lot of projectable NFL traits. He'll likely be a more productive pass rusher in the NFL than he was at Georgia. So, again, a little undersized, but a guy that can get after the quarterback. I, I don't know if the Browns would mortgage that much to go to the first round to take an undersized, not, I don't want to say it's not like a sure thing, but you know what I'm saying. Not, not a very strong sure thing that this kid's going to be able to contribute right away. At, at the edge rusher position, especially with the signing of oboe Aronquo and you know we still have Alex Wright and there' are some other edge rushers in the third, fourth rounds that I think the Browns could get that could provide the depth that we need. we still have Isaiah Thomas if the Browns are going to make a move, Andrew up into the first round, I mean you know what let me know down in the comments and you're you're in the patreon, obviously, I think you were the first ever dog pack member in the history of the dog pack. So um, leave us a comment. Let us know. Let me know how you feel about this. But if they make a move up into the first round, I feel like it would be if a, a very surefire defensive tackle starts to fall and they think, well, that's the guy we want. And now he's at a price that's affordable to go get. Or, you know, we've been talking about linebacker, but the way Andrew Barry is with linebackers, I don't know if he would do that to get into the first round for a linebacker. And I don't know who that player would be. I could see him doing it for maybe like a top-tier safety or cornerback and definitely an interior D lineman. But Nolan Smith, I mean, I wouldn't be unhappy about it. I wouldn't be mad. So that is a cool, bold take. Very interesting. I know we've talked, like I said, a lot about the Browns potentially trading back up into the second round, maybe mid to late second. But getting all the way up potentially into the first, now that would be something to recap about the first round. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest homemade burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive Burger Perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code dogs, DAWGS at checkout and get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code dogs, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. You get $20 off the Burger Perfection flight, plus free shipping. Discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. All right, let's move on here. Andrew, again, appreciate you, buddy. You are awesome. Another Dog Pack member, let's hear from Brad. Hey, guys. This is Brad Moneymaker.
1: And he told us to leave a bold prediction for draft night. So here's my bold prediction. I believe the Jets are going to trade up from 13 to 3 and get a quarterback and not trade for Aaron Rodgers. So that would be, I think they're going to give up pick 13 and 42, basically the pick they got from us, Elijah Moore. Also, I see probably some movement from. Houston moving up from their spot, maybe, possibly, and maybe a little movement for Chicago down. And we'll see what Detroit could do. They could probably trade for something crazy. Also, I see us moving around back up into the second round somehow. And that's
0: all I got. And excited for draft night. All right, you guys have fun. and can't wait to see the show. All right, Brad, there we go. Now, that is a bold take that I love to hear. So the speculation, the rumors, the the news essentially has been the trade for Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets is all but complete. And it just hasn't happened yet. And this would be a very interesting turn of events here because what would the Packers do if the Jets are like, hey, you know what? We can't get this trade finalized and figured out. Screw you guys. We're going to go get another quarterback. Now, for them to trade up to three with the Cardinals to go get a quarterback after they just absolutely blew chunks with Zach Wilson, that's ballsy. It's definitely bold. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do as an NFL GM to get your quarterback. And if things just aren't transpiring with uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, Fine, go get a guy because it really sounds right now like Bryce Young is going one. Although we do have a prediction here in a minute that's a little contradictory to that. Uh, There's, man, I hate to talk about this stuff yet because I think I'm going to give away somebody else's bowl prediction. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that at three there will be, you know, if that is the case, there would be two quarterbacks, whether it be C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. There'd be two of those three on the board that they would have to choose from. Now, an interesting report has come out. These, this, I don't, I don't know how new this is. It's the S2 cognitive test that these um, rookie prospects are being tested on in the pre-draft process. And we'll get into the S2, you know, cognitive test and kind of break down what it's all about at a later date. But just know that it's kind of a way for teams. I don't, I think it's a more, I don't even want to say accurate, but it's kind of becoming more of the standard test for teams to evaluate these, especially these quarterbacks' cognitive skills. So the scores from this year's uh, quarterback prospects leaked out. Bryce Young was at the top, 98%. And then you have Will Levis behind him at 93%. Anthony Richardson at 79%. Hendon Hooker from Tennessee at 46 and C.J. Stroud all the way down at 18%. So this just came out the other day. Teams are saying, eh, I might not want to go too crazy on drafting C.J. Stroud based on this test. Now, I, you know, when I'm watching C.J. Stroud, you know, for the last two years at Ohio State, because I watch every Ohio State game, I'm not worried about his S2 cognitive test. The kid can play football. So... But it's just another thing these NFL scouts use to evaluate, just like the interview process and everything else they do. But if the Jets were to move up to number three, who would they take? Okay, that's one thing, Brad, you did not give me. You did not give me your bold take on who it would be that the Jets would take. So drop it down in the comments. Anybody listening, just go ahead. If this happens, if the Jets were to move up to three with the Cardinals, shock the league and take a quarterback instead of making the trade for Aaron Rodgers, which quarterback... Are they coming up to take? Okay, like I mentioned, the whole quarterback, bold takey thing. eh, We'll talk about it all right here because here's a nice one from Derek Frisbee, DF Sports. Hey, it's Derek. So you want some bold predictions for the draft, huh? Well, let
1: me talk to you. Let's start with the number one overall pick, the Carolina Panthers. Everybody's been throwing in Bryce Young, CJ Stroud as the guaranteed number one pick. Either one of those two. Well, I'm here to tell you that on draft day, the Carolina Panthers are going to throw the top of the draft into an absolute frenzy because the number one overall pick will be AR-15, Anthony Richardson, out of Florida. He fits exactly what the Panthers love. They've been looking for that Cam Newton clone. He's it. They're taking Anthony Richardson number one. And
0: By the way, I don't think he's going to be as big as a bust as a Will Levis, so throw that in there with your hot takes. (laughs) All right, DF, man. Really appreciate that one. And I'm glad you sent that in because I do want to talk about Anthony Richardson. I am on the Anthony Richardson hype train. Yes, I am. I have been sold. I do believe, based on the things I've read, the analysts that I've listened to, that Anthony Richardson does have all the football IQ tools and everything that he needs to become a star in the NFL. Now, people will watch his tape and just you know, watch some highlights and, and some things and say the, the guy makes some really bad throws, some really inaccurate throws. He'll never make it in the NFL. Now, what I have heard from analysts who have done deeper research into Richardson is that he's a one-year starter at Florida. And in that one year, his progression, what they say is from where he started to where he ended, was very indicative of how he can develop his game in the NFL. According to the, these analysts and scouts, Completely coachable kid. Very teachable, fast learner. And the things that led to his inaccurate passes, a lot of it had to do with his lower body and his footwork during his throws. And everybody that I've listened to that's pumping up Anthony Richardson says, that's coachable. Those are things that can be fixed. And if you fix the footwork and you fix the accuracy that came along with the footwork, you've got yourself maybe even a better Josh Allen at his ceiling because rocket arm. The, the kid can just put the ball on a rope all over the field, down the field. And his, the, the way he navigates the pocket, that's the big thing. They say he's already got pro-level navigation skills within the pocket. And I know DF says something about a Cam Newton clone, but you know his size and everything. This guy, from what I've read, is more of your Steve McNair. He's more of a Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, Dante Culpepper type of of navigator within the pocket, and then he can break out though, and he can move like a faster Jalen Hurts, which is just absolutely insane. So, you know, I was talking to Derek about this after he sent it in the other day, and I said, "Hey, buddy i I honestly wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if the Panthers pulled the trigger on Anthony Richardson at number one, because, like I said, everything that I've read that's pro Anthony Richardson points to. With the right coaching. Well, what better coaching can he go to than Frank Reich, who developed uh, Carson Wentz back whenever he had his almost MVP season? The the guy, this would be a great fit. It really would. And um, I know there's going to be a lot of speculation, a lot of debate about Anthony Richardson, whether or not he can actually become something in the NFL. But I'm sorry, guys. I've been sold. I've been sold. I'm in on AR-15, and I am excited to see where he goes in the NFL draft. DF, appreciate that one, man. All right, we've got two more voicemails from you listeners before we hit Justin's voicemail and his bold take here at the end. So this one now is from Gage.
1: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Gage. Uh, I think two out of our three division rivals are set up to potentially have really good drafts. That's the Bengals and Steelers. You know, the Bengals sit in that late first round where I think, you know, potentially... Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs will be there for them to take. I don't think Robinson will be there. I think he'll go in the mid teens. But if he does fall that far, that'll be an absolute steal in my opinion, and he'll be a significant upgrade over Joe Mixon. Or they can get Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, who's a threat in the passing game, and he has top notch breakaway speed. And uh the Steelers are sitting in that mid first round and they have that early second round pick from the bears from that chase claypool trade, where they absolutely fleeced them so i think they're set up nicely they can make some moves uh the ravens uh they suck i don't think they're gonna have a really good draft i this offseason overall has been
0: laughably bad for them so yeah <laughs> so yeah, Gage, I agree with you on a lot of that, pretty much all of it. Ravens, yeah, they do suck. Offseason has been terrible. Sorry, Aaron Butler, it is true. The Steelers, you know they're going to come away with probably some sort of edge rusher, uh, linebacker or, you know, safety. Some they're going to come away with one or two guys at least here in those first couple picks that are just going to haunt the Browns and other teams for the next 10 years, I'm sure. The Bengals now, if B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas, slips all the way down to where they're drafting and they get B. John Robinson, yes, that's going to be trouble for everybody. No matter where Bijan Robinson goes, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem for opposing defenses, and I just don't want that to be with the Bengals. Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama, he goes to the Bengals, yes, and, and Derek made a point in his last episode. That is concerning because of the speed, because of the pass catching chops that he has. He is not a third or a three down back. He's not a workhorse back. He's not a guy that's going to be on the field the whole game. His size is just going to limit him. Now, you know some. A lot of people have compared him to Alvin Kamara. He's a lot smaller than Alvin Kamara. Jamal Charles, the a smaller back like Gibbs, who I think he came in just. Did he come in just under or just over 200? Either way, 200 is going to be pushing it as as a playing game weight for him. He's a light guy. He's a small guy. And that just doesn't bode well for NFL running backs who take the pounding from the defenses that these running backs take. So Gibbs would definitely be either way. I don't want either of these guys going to the Bengals. I really don't. If I had to pick one to go to the Bengals, it'd be Gibbs. I do not want Bijan Robinson in the AFC North unless somehow he ends up on the Browns. All right, last listener voicemail. Natus the Greatest. What do you got for us, bud? What's going on, Dog Pack? It's Natus the Greatest here. Uh, So, bold draft day predictions. I'm going to go with if Bryce Young goes to Carolina number one, Houston trades the number two overall pick. Now, my reason on this is I think Houston should do the opposite of what the Browns did for years, which was take the best remaining quarterback on the board because they need one. And I think Houston should take trade their pick two away, but stay inside the top 10, get another solid piece of talent, somebody like Jalen Carter or something, and then be able to get a for sure great quarterback next year in a Caleb Williams or one of the other couple there. I just think the quarterback class is better. So you might think I'm crazy, but that's my take. Have a good one, guys. Okay. So seeing the Houston Texans, by the way, Nate, appreciate the voicemail. Um, Seeing the Texans trade out a two when they desperately need a quarterback, And there seem to be there seem to be potential franchise quarterbacks sitting right there on the board for them. Now, Nate obviously disagrees. I don't necessarily agree with Nate. I do believe that if Bryce Young goes one or even if C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson go one, those those three guys to me are all potential franchise quarterbacks. Will Levis, I'm out on. I do not have hope for him. I do not believe that he'll be a franchise quarterback in the NFL I Like I said earlier, I am sold on Anthony Richardson as long as he goes to the right situation, the right coaching. If he goes to some idiot, if he goes to the Raiders, I'm out. If he goes to the Raiders, I'm out. I do not believe in Josh McDaniels one bit. I think if Anthony Richardson goes to the Raiders, uh, he's off my board. C.J. Stroud, the way he developed through college, the way he went from when I watched him as a freshman start the season in, what was that, 21- he was awful, man. I tell you, like he just was not very good. I, I remember watching Ohio State games, thinking we are we are screwed here if this is our quarterback. And they even benched him at one point; and they just weren't even sure of him. He wasn't sure of himself. By the end of that season, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate. He developed that much, and then last year, just the whole season, and you saw it all come together against Georgia in that national or in that uh, college playoff game. CJ Stroud's the real deal. I do believe that he's going to be a franchise quarterback. Bryce Young, undersized, but you know, I I think that he's got the football IQ and the accuracy to process NFL defenses, and I think that he can be a a leader for an NFL franchise. And um, yeah, so I, that would be crazy to see the Houston Texans sitting there at two with that glaring need on their team, the most important position in all sports, and they elect you know not to do it. So. That would be interesting, Nate. Appreciate the feedback. Uh, Drop it in the comments. See if you guys, do you guys agree with Nate? Are there really no franchise quarterbacks in this class that are sure things or close to sure things? Should the Houston Texans and teams like that kick the can down the road, maybe wait to try to get a guy next year? I don't know. But when you're on the clock at two and you've got a chance, there's no guarantee you're on the clock at two next year. There's no guarantee you're in the top five next year. Things happen. Other teams suck worse than you. You know, you got your chance to take a guy now. You might want to do it. But that's just my take. Nate's obviously got his. Very interesting. I love all these bold predictions. I love what you guys are saying because all these things, while some of them are like kind of crazy, the NFL draft is crazy and crazier things than have been mentioned on this show will happen during especially that first round. So it's going to be a ton of fun. We've got one more voicemail here before I dive into a few of my bold takes for the first round. So let's hear what our dog, our boy, Justin Charles has to say. What's going on Browns fans? This is your boy, Justin Charles. I got
1: one bold prediction for the NFL draft this year. I think the Browns are going to move around. I think we're going to move up the board. But I think my big, big splash move that they're going to do is I think on draft night, they trade away maybe a fifth, a fourth to Arizona Cardinals. And we bring DeAndre Hopkins to pair up with Deshaun Watson once again just my take I would love it if it happened if it doesn't it's all good um, I'd love to see just even though we have a nice receiver room I think that that would be a huge splash move and somebody that Deshaun Watson is extremely comfortable with but have a great day Cleveland and uh, we'll see you in a week NFL draft time ho ho ho
0: DeAndre Hopkins, Justin, I love you, buddy. DeAndre Hopkins coming from Arizona to the Cleveland Browns, reuniting with Deshaun Watson. That'd be pretty explosive out there with him and Amari Cooper, DPJ, now Elijah Moore, and all of a sudden, the Browns weapons look stacked. That would be wild. That would be crazy. That would be awesome as a Browns fan to see DeAndre Hopkins somehow be able to come into Cleveland for this season because he'd be a one-year guy only and help take us to that level where we can legitimately talk about championship. I did just submit an article to Dog Pound Daily talking about you know, draft day trades that we can look at for the Browns and one player in particular that could be part of a deal. And I mentioned the Arizona Cardinals as a potential trade partner for the Browns somewhere in the draft, if they want to move up or if they want to go get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. And a player on the Browns that could be a nice throw-in piece to get a deal done would be Anthony Schwartz because there is no way, in my opinion, that Anthony Schwartz makes the Browns roster here in 2023. I just don't see it happening. I, I compiled the stats. It didn't take long. Over two seasons, this third round pick at wide receiver only has 14 catches for 168 yards and one touchdown. When you invest third round draft capital, which is still decent draft capital, into a wide receiver, you're expecting a lot more than just 14 catches over two years. I'm sorry. He just hasn't worked out. The trade for Elijah Moore, the signing of Marquise Goodwin, these things all point to, we're moving on from Anthony Schwartz. It's just a matter of how we're going to move on from him. Do we cut him? Do we trade him? Now, I do believe that while he has produced essentially nothing for the Browns and he offers nothing on special teams, I believe he's played under 30% both seasons on special teams as well. So he contributes nothing to the Browns team. Offense, special teams, nothing doesn't mean he can't, or it doesn't mean another NFL franchise won't look at him and say, well, we think he can contribute with us. Speed is always, always alluring to uh, NFL franchises, these GMs, these coaches. Remember, these guys all have egos. So there are always NFL coaches willing to look at a guy who runs a a sub 4'3", 40-yard dash like Anthony Schwartz and say, I could do something with that guy. My quarterback could do something with that guy. Josh Allen could do something with that guy. Patrick Mahomes could do something with that guy. Jared Goff could do something with that guy. I talked about the Lions being a potential trade partner for Anthony Schwartz just because we just saw Jamison Williams, their second-round rookie – well, not second-round, second-year first-round rookie from last season. He just got suspended for the first six games for gambling, so they're not going to have him. Maybe – These other teams, there's other teams that could be interested in the speed that Anthony Schwartz has to offer. Now, he's not going to bring us back a whole lot as far as a trade, but he would be a good throw in piece for a team that is lacking speed at the wide receiver position and thinks maybe, you know, he could contribute uh, to this wide receiver core. So that would kind of be my addition to Justin's bold take here throw in Anthony Schwartz to the Cardinals along with a couple draft picks and say, look, Get yourself a young, speedy receiver. See if you can develop him. You're not going to have a quarterback or anything for this season anyway, so it's a lost season. What, what you, they, obviously, they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins. There's no point in paying him for this season. They need to be looking toward the future. So I do think that's a really good option for the Browns. Bringing in DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think it gets much better than that on draft night for the Browns. So Let's talk about a couple real quick of my big predictions, bold predictions for the first round of the draft. Now, this is one I heard on another podcast that as soon as I heard it, I thought, I can see it happening. This is not that crazy to me, even though when you first hear it, or at least when I first heard it, I did think, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, The Minnesota Vikings trade their first round pick and Kirk Cousins to the San Francisco 49ers and bring in Trey Lance. Kirk Cousins on the last year of his deal with the Vikings. He's older. What is he? 34, 35 years old. Now he's played very well for the Vikings. They just can't get to that next level with him though. There is a hold up there. Now, Kirk Cousins has played with Kyle Shanahan before in Washington. There's chemistry there. And if they're going to move on from Trey Lance, Brock Purdy coming off the injury. I think Brock Purdy being the last pick in the draft last year played extremely well, but it's a system thing. I think that he executed Shanahan's system very well in San Francisco. And I do think that he need, One, he needs more time to heal from his elbow surgery. Two, I think he just needs a little more time to develop. This would be the perfect situation for both teams. I think that the 49ers get Kirk Cousins, an aging quarterback who can, on the 49ers, Kirk Cousins could lead them to a Super Bowl. I strongly believe that. I don't see why he couldn't. If Brock Purdy could almost take them to a Super Bowl, Kirk Cousins could definitely take them to a Super Bowl. And that would give them two, maybe three years of Kirk Cousins' leading the team with Brock Purdy continuing to develop. And then he's kind of the guy waiting in the in the wings. And then he's going to be looking toward a second contract that you don't have to pay big money to keep him on the roster as your starter if you're San Francisco. So trade Lance to Minnesota, that would be interesting to see. I don't think it's too crazy. Uh, another one, I got a couple more here. So i I think with the Eagles having so many draft picks, and they lost Miles Sanders to Carolina, and the only thing they've really done at running back is bring in Rashad Penny, who will be injured the first game or two anyway, so it doesn't really matter if he even makes the team. So I'm predicting that the Los Angeles Chargers will swap picks in the first round with the Philadelphia Eagles, and they will, also be, they will, they will accomplish this by sending running back Austin Eckler to Philadelphia. And in exchange, Los Angeles moves up and they draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver out of Ohio State, to become their new Keenan Allen. JSN in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert, long term, that would make JSN a locked and loaded wide receiver one in the NFL for years to come. My belief. So that's another interesting trade that I could see happening. The last one here... Not as crazy, but I, I could see the Tennessee Titans at pick 41 trading back into the late, you know, somewhere in the 20s, back into the first round to draft quarterback Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. I think that they ride with Ryan Tannehill for another year, but I think this would be the perfect scenario to develop a guy like Hendon Hooker behind Ryan Tannehill. Wow. And Hendon Hooker is still recovering from injury as well. He tore his ACL last year. So get him up to speed, and then at some point here in 2023, depending on how the record's looking, depending on how Tannehill's Tana been playing, maybe bring Hooker in later in the season just to kind of get his feet wet, and then he's your starter moving forward in 2024. So, those are some of my bold predictions, some of my things to look out for on night one of the NFL draft. Can't wait. So excited. Thursday night, it all kicks off. We'll be on Twitter, obviously, talking with everybody. We'll be in the Discord talking with the dog pack. But listen, guys, Friday night, YouTube Live, 7 o'clock. Join us. Night two, we're going to be, again, recapping round one, talking about what's going on in rounds two and three, and we're going to be giving away a crap ton of prizes. So if you haven't entered the prizes or the contest, go to the beginning of the video, figure out how to enter those, get entered, watch the live Friday night, see if you win. We'll be announcing. It's going to be a ton of fun. Again, Omaha Steaks, promo code DOGS, DAWGS. Get yourself $20 off free shipping. We got Mother's Day coming up and if you guys are going to be grilling out, having the family over to celebrate Mother's Day, what what would you rather be cooking than the best meats available? So go get Omaha steaks right now, get them in the freezer, get them ready to go that way you're not scrambling at the last minute for Mother's Day. Can't wait to see everybody on draft night. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys have a great week. We're getting ready for the draft. We'll see you then. Let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dog's Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dog's Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.